Hey, welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey, your host. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, what you need to know is that this podcast is meant for physical therapists who are looking to grow your fundamentals, but also do it in bite-sized segments of time so that you have time to live the rest of your life, spend time with your loved ones, all that fun stuff. And today is going to be a shorter episode, but a very important one on talking about Cauda Aquinas Syndrome. Time is of the essence. And so the earlier that you catch this with your patients, the better it is for your patients to to really prevent some severe consequences with bowel, bladder, and sexual dysfunction. And so as PTs, we need to be really good at catching this. It's a rare thing to happen, but if it does happen, you want to be able to know that it's coming on. So first of all, what is cauda So if we're speaking anatomically, this is just basically where the spinal cord ends, which is the conus medullaris. That's usually around like L2 on the average adult. But beneath that, you just have more of a collection of nerves that looks kind of like a horse's tail, which is called the cauda equina, which means horse's tail. And this helps to continue to provide motor and sensory function to the legs and the bladder. But when something happens to it, it's called cauda equina syndrome. And the most common cause is like a massive herniated disc in the lumbar region. But other things can cause damage to it too. So if we're talking about these nerves have X amount of space, a lot of these causes reduce the amount of space to where they're severely compressed to the point of injury. So other examples could be lumbar spinal stenosis or hey, maybe they had some sort of violent injury in the low back, like a gunshot wound or or something that was pretty traumatic. Maybe they have a birth abnormality that automatically narrows the canal where this cauda equina runs. They could have a tumor that's a space occupying, right? Or an aortic obstruction. So how do we even know that this is going on? Well, for one, there's something we call red flags. In this instance, we have red flags kind of help guide us. And so some of the big symptoms that occur with this syndrome are urinary retention, where they don't have the normal sensation or urge to urinate, or urinary and or fecal incontinence from an overfull bladder, or maybe they have dysfunction of the anal sphincter. They might have saddle anesthesia or weakness and paralysis of usually more than one nerve root pain in the back and or the legs, kind of like sciatica-like symptoms and sexual dysfunction. And so then maybe you're sitting with this patient and you're like, oh my gosh, they're complaining about these. One thing to keep in mind that usually with red flags, we're trying to, to really group a cluster and form our best decision matrix. So you'll have a lot of patients that are like, oh yeah, I mean, I've had incontinence, but that's been going on forever. This is new. Um, it's important to like, when they answer these questions, dive in a little bit deeper just to see like, when did this even happen? Like, let's get a timeline so that we can help these patients get to where they need to go. So typically in your, your clinical exam, okay, now how do I look at this? Well, think about what these nerves do and, and where do they innervate. And so We check for motor or sensory deficits in the legs. Oftentimes they may be bilateral, but it it could be unilateral, especially if it's incomplete. 
Um, they will probably have lower motor neuron signs in the legs like areflexia, hypotonia, and atrophy. And remember, that's because it's below where the spinal cord ends, right? And they might have saddle anesthesia. So typically, if you're suspecting catequina, they need to get like pretty immediate consultation with like a neurosurgeon or, or someone who can take a look at this further because this could result if they have this in an urgent or emergent surgery. If it's untreated, the longer that it's untreated, it could result in permanent paralysis and incontinence. So we do not want this for our patients. Let's make sure they get where they need to go. And so to confirm, they'll typically get an MRI to check out the spinal cord and the nerves and see what's going on in that space. If there's an instance of bone trauma or um, they're concerned about like a a cancer metastasis, they might do a CT scan or they might do a myelogram, which is more of like an x-ray that allows you to visualize the nerves as well. Now, there are non-compressible causes of dysfunction too. So some examples could be like a spinal cord infarct or HIV-related myelopathy, transverse myelitis, multiple sclerosis, syringomyelia, and spinal arteriovenous malformation. Um, we still need to make sure that our patient is getting all checked out too, right? Because early intervention is key, especially in... The first 48 hours of initial presentation, the longer that a nerve is compressed, the more likely they are to have permanent nerve damage and more progressive symptoms that cause really poor prognosis and poor quality of life for them too. A delay can cause damage to their bowel, their bladder, and sexual dysfunction. And so with these patients, hopefully with all this information, you should be able to understand what is it? What can cause it and what do I look for so that I can get them to their next step? All right, so that's it for today, guys. Quick episode, um, but important. If you want to know more about red flags, go all the way back to episode two um, for more of just general red flags that help you just make sure that not only are you a good physical therapist, you're good at treating people who are appropriate for physical therapy, but you're also good at screening out people who are not appropriate for physical therapy. Very important, something that I feel strongly that we we should all be pretty good at. So if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out at ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at ptsnacks. If you haven't though, you really hit follow on the show so you don't miss anything. And please write a review if you like the show. You can kind of click the five stars if you're short on time or leave a, a block. Just let me know if you're enjoying this. Um, if you want to support, there's some links below. Now, if you need CEUs, uh, be sure and check out MedBridge. Um, there's a link below as well. They've got like thousands of CEUs on there that... If you get an annual subscription, you have access to all that. You have access to webinars. Depending on what package you get, you have like a home exercise program that you can prescribe exercises to your patients and they can watch videos and all that. Like I use it in the clinic and it is game changing. So definitely don't miss out. But if you are, let's say, needing to renew your license or you need to get your CEUs in a way that's more flexible and affordable, Use the promo code PTSnackspodcast and you'll get $175 off the entire year. 
All right. So you guys know where to find me if you need me, but you have a great rest of your day and until next time.